This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing, how we doing? And welcome to episode 186, episode 186 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? It is season five. Hope everyone had a great off season. Thanks for coming back. If you're a regular listener, if you're just listening because of what's going on with the Boston Celtics, welcome. Uh, and if it's your first time, welcome. Hope you enjoy it. Um, as you know, I'm part of the Big Night Media team uh, with some great podcasts like Drinks After Work, the damn cake i'm the promoter he's the dj 30 flirty and surviving music you're missing a chance to strive rambling with the purpose the hobby be fit and so many other great podcasts and of course you can always check out big night breaks if you're into sports cards every single weeknight whatnot youtube um instagram facebook you name it it's there and you can always check out the card vault down at patriot place and the new store down at foxwoods resort casino you can always check out timmy ticket tuesday on the big night media instagram page and you can always get your banner banter podcast merchandise at bignightshop.com all right got through all that so that's great hey welcome back season five of the banner banter podcast there's um you know, just a little bit of news here, a little bit of news there. I mean, we could talk about the training camp roster. We could talk about the fact that the Boston Celtics, today's Monday, the Boston Celtics will be literally playing a game of basketball on the parquet, even though it doesn't count, on Sunday at TD Garden. Pretty bananas. One o'clock game against the Charlotte Hornets. First preseason game of the season. We could talk about Gallinari's injury. We could talk about Time Lord's injury. Or we could just get right into the Ime Odoka stuff. I know a lot of people have reached out to me to kind of get my thoughts, concerns, and or recipes on the situation as a diehard Celtics fan, as a season ticket holder, as a podcaster, whatever the case may be. I know no one really cares about my opinion as a podcaster, but hey, here we are. You're listening, aren't you? So before we begin about the Ime Odoka news, um, I just want to... I'm. I don't, this, this is like a really weird podcast because, you know, I try and joke around on this podcast, I try and, you know, be positive, I'm mainly negative, but for the most part, I, I try to make it a fun podcast for everyone. And this is just a really, really tough situation. And there were a lot of people involved with this Ime Adoka news that came out last week that were wrong, were wrongfully accused of being a part of this mess and it's disgusting it's embarrassing brad stevens said it best it's rampant bullshit i have met some of these individuals i'm i have a great 
and very close relationship with my season ticket rep. He's like a big brother to me. He has introduced me to a lot of great people that work for the Boston Celtics. I'm forever thankful for that. And some of these people that I know personally, um, and they don't deserve any of it. And if you're one of those people that started one of these trends, kindly just turn off this podcast. I don't give a fuck about you. It's no one should be put in these types of positions when they've done nothing wrong. Like at all, it's it's absolutely ridiculous and and stupid. And I hope all the women who work for the Boston Celtics stay together and stay strong, um, especially when there's just bullshit. That ugh, it's just it's just very frustrating. That again, this is just a very very weird situation. I never thought I'd have to talk about any of this on my Celtics podcast. I never thought I would have to talk about it in a million years, but here we are. So for those of you that don't have any idea what I'm talking about, a quick little breakdown of what happened. You know, last week, Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN came out and gave us some big news that Ime Adoka could be getting suspended for the whole season. And it was really just, there was nothing behind it. It was stupid. It was like, why, why tweet it out? We, we really don't care about the situation. And then he came back out a little bit later and said it was consensual and you're like, okay, if it's, it's it's two adults having consensual sex. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And then Shams came out and said, it, even though it was consensual, there was some unwarranted comments uh, made by Ime Adoka to the employee. And that's what the, the reason why Ime Adoka got suspended for the year. Matt Barnes, uh, former NBA player, Magic Clippers, he came out and said it's 100 times worse than we ever imagined. And you know what? He's probably right and it i'm i'm sure it's bad be and we don't know anything and i'm not here for speculation now obviously when woj originally tweeted that out um i was at biddy early's one of the finest bars in america um and i was just like you know did he lie about his vaccination um did he beat the shit out of number 12 like like what is actually happening and it it was something so much worse and the celtics the other day had a press conference and listen, <clears throat> I love what Grossbeck, he's been on this podcast before. I think he was on episode 100 or 101. He was super nice. He's very nice to a lot of people that I work with. He's, I think, a great owner. We're very lucky to have him. Um, if I feel like if this was uh, some other organizations in the NBA, I feel like that's the best way to put it. I feel like this mess would be a lot worse. So I do respect wick a great deal on how he's handled some of it but i really didn't like how there were a couple things in the press conference that like really bothered me like one in particular was he was talking about joe missoula obviously the interim head coach for the boston celtics going forward and we'll talk about that in a little bit but he was talking about how he met joe and joe wanted to go to hawaii with his family and he has a connection with the navy seals like during a press conference for something that's very serious like most likely and possibly and allegedly and definitely what whatever word you want to use was basically sexual harassment and he's talking about his connections with the navy seals really not a great look brad stevens on the other hand and i know if you listen to this podcast before i'm a i'm a, I'm a team brad stevens guy but i thought brad did great i mean the second brad sat down you could see the steam coming out of his ears and the fact that he reached out to all the women that work for the Celtics got emotional and it just shows how much Brad cares about the organization, uh, the females that work for the company or the organization, I should say, not the company and how much he cares about the culture for this team. And it kind of, I don't want to say it reminded me of Red Auerbach, 
just because, you know, Fred Auerbach obviously created everything that is the Boston Celtics and why they're one of the greatest organ- basketball organizations of all time. And it just felt like Brad felt like he was in a good place creating a great culture after a couple of rocky years with the Celtics and everything was in place. And he was probably, he felt like he was backstabbed. I mean, he literally trusted someone. And, you know, you could say that, oh, Brad Stevens is soft. You shouldn't have to fucking worry about it and all this stuff. And no. No, Brad Stevens had to take this extremely seriously, whether he was a chill guy, an over-the-top guy, a dramatic guy, a laid-back guy, whatever the case may be. And, you know, you can say, hey, did they make the right call? And I don't know. It depends on who you ask. If it's sexual harassment and it's bad as everyone is saying it is, yes, they made the right call. But you can't have that anymore anywhere in the world. You cannot have people being sexually harassed in the workplace, especially for such a big time organization a multi gajillion dollar sporting team like you you just can't have it you can't have it at the cvs down the street from you and you can't have it with the boston celtics you can't and i understand why the celtics did it and i respect it and as a season ticket holder i don't want to be going to games with fans booing the coach i don't want fans booing the celtics for not making the right call i don't want to be going to games with protesters i don't want to like, I, I just don't want any of that. I want to be able to go to the game for the best experience for the players, the fans. That's all that matters to me. And I love this team, like, so much. And it and it, it saved my life. That's how much I love the Celtics. And times are tough right now. But at the end of the day, this behavior, if true, which obviously it is. I shouldn't say if true. It is true. It should never happen. And I'm glad that the way the Celtics are handling it, you could definitely argue that, hey, the Celtics should have come out earlier. The second the Woj news was tweeted out, that way a lot of the Celtics employees wouldn't be put in bad positions and wrong positions and really affect and shake or shake the culture that is the Boston Celtics. And so, yeah, if you want to be mad at the Celtics for that, go right ahead. But I feel like as a season ticket holder for as long as I've been, over 15 years, I feel like the Celtics are doing the right thing for the organization, for the players, for the staff. For the fans, you name it, they're doing the right thing. And, uh, you know, you could talk about how much did Ime Adoka shake the culture of the Boston Celtics going forward. And, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, he is a former player. And, listen, I'm sure he is not the only coach. And I'm sure he's, you know, I'm sure there's other players who have side checks and blah, 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 this, that, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's really none of our business. And I hope everyone involved is okay. But it's like, it, this is just so frustrating. Like, I should be talking about the X's and O's of the upcoming season, and it's just ridiculous. But end of the day, you shouldn't create a culture and abuse your power with the culture. And I feel like that's what Ime Adoka did. Ime Adoka set a culture that a lot of people liked clearly the players liked it you could feel the in the arena every single night i mean i only missed two games last year you could there there was something in the air about that and it wasn't covid (laughs) but like there was just something in the air every single night at td garden and it was a good feeling and he may abuse that and he acted like a player and not a coach and that's wrong 1000 percent. he literally couldn't keep it in his pants and that's embarrassing now from the basketball side of things, listen, Ime was great for the defense. Ime was 
great letting the players know his thoughts like he connected with them because he was a former player i get that i mean he he got the best of them which is more than what brad stevens could have done even though brad stevens had a great run on the x's and o's side i was always a little judgmental towards that and it's a first year head coach you know he's been an assistant coach with the spurs and the 76ers for a long time and you were hoping that would only improve but i mean i'm not going to miss the fact that jalen and jason went cold for one quarter i'm not going to miss that at all uh, the fact that sometimes they never got the ball because of how stagnant the offense was, I'm not going to miss that at all. You could say it was the players, whatever the case. So if Joe Mazzullo brings in the same system with a little twist, I think the Celtics could be good because Ime was more of a motivational connection guy than he was an X and O's guy. And speaking on Joe Mazzullo, the interim head coach for the Boston Celtics going forward, I understand that you know Joe doesn't really have a great history. I mean, back in 2009, when he was the starting point guard for West Virginia University, he grabbed a woman by the neck at a bar and was also drunk and fought some, some police officers at a uh, Pittsburgh Pirates game. And and you can question Brad's judgment on people because Ime did this, Missoula did that, and Joe Missoula ever since that incident, he's been sober for 12 years. And in my opinion, you know, I believe in second chances and he has earned that second chance. Now, is it fair? Should they have maybe looked at someone else like Ben Sullivan or Damon Stoudemire? Sure, I agree with you there. But 2016, he was an assistant up in Maine at the time for the Maine Red Clouds, obviously now the Maine Celtics. Then he went back and coached at Fairmont State for a little bit and he coached in the Summer League. And if you think about it, he is the only guy to survive the Brad and Eme culture. I mean, they wiped out all of Brad's people from that. I Maybe they kept like one other, but Joe Missoula stayed. So to me, that is very important. I think and I hope and I pray that Brad spoke to Jalen and Jason about this and others on the team like Marcus and Al and Rob and everyone else to make sure that this was the right call. But for me, the biggest story about all of this is outside of people being wrongfully accused, families being affected, feelings, just this dark cloud of the Celtics. If you take, if you put that aside for like one second, the biggest story in my opinion about all this is how Jalen and Jason are going to react to this. Now we can talk about all day. Why didn't they fire him? If it was this bad, you know, there's some talks that one agent basically said that Ime Adoka is done in the NBA, but did Jalen and Jason really not care about what happened? I don't want to accuse them of that at all, but if they did and they said, Hey, just suspend him for a year and let's bring him back. Maybe he can be a changed man. Who knows? But They've been through a lot here, Jalen and Jason. Some heartbreaking Eastern Conference Finals runs, some crazy injuries, all the Kyrie Irving stuff, all the Gordon Hayward stuff, Brad season, uh, Brad Stevens coaching change, you name it, NBA Finals loss. We can go on and on. But they have to pick this team up. They have to take the next step as leaders. People always talk about all the time, Jalen and Jason, they need to grow up, they need to be leaders. This, in some beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy way, this is their opportunity to do that. Like, are they pissed about this? Are they pissed that their coach decided to act like extremely immature? Are they pissed about that? Are they pissed how the team handled it? I mean, the list goes on and on, but it's up to Jalen and Jason to react because, listen, Al Horford's probably the voice of the locker room. Everyone looks up at Al. He's been in the league forever. He deserves to win a title. 
But Jalen and Jason are the ones that are going to carry this team forward. And they have to say to themselves, okay, we're all-stars. We've been in this league for a while. It's a player's league. Coaches are still important, don't get me wrong. You could argue that NBA coaches are probably more important than an MLB coach and a hockey coach, obviously not more important than an NFL coach. But they have to literally say, we've been all-stars in this league for a while. It's a player's league. We have to carry the coach. We have to help the coach out any way we can. We have to help this organization to make sure that we can forget about this and put it aside. Because it is, even though it shouldn't have happened, and even though it's ter- it's a terrible thing that happened, and even though it's really, it's just stupid that all of this has happened, the one smidge positive is better to, better than... Better for this to happen in September than November or December or January. So sure, media day is today. I'm sure all the Celtics players are going to get grilled by a PR firm that basically says, don't say this, make sure you say this, and it's all going to be fake. They're going to get ripped apart that none of them are really that honest, but that's the way that it is. There's a lot of families, emotions, and probably a shitload of money involved in this, and that's what they have to do. But... Can Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, with all this shit and how dark that cloud is over the Boston Celtics right now, can they take the next step as basketball players and leaders to give this organization some sunlight through that dark cloud? So really my final thoughts on this, because I know I've been talking about it for a while. I have a lot to say. I probably could keep going, but I get why the Celtics are acting like they do. I respect what they're doing. It sucks. I liked Ime Adoka as a coach. It stings because this team, in my opinion, had more expectations than the first year of Kyrie and Gordon and as much expectations as the 2009-2010 Boston Celtics trying to go back-to-back. Or, I'm sorry, the 2008-2009 Boston Celtics after they went back-to-back or tried to go back-to-back. It literally feels like we're cursed with something like this. It really and truly does. It hurts. Like, you cannot be a Boston Celtics fan and not be upset about this, like, emotionally. Because it's, you never thought that someone could do this and create this type of culture for the Celtics. And it's disgusting, and I hate it. But this is episode 186. Banner 18, Bill Russell's number 6. It's a huge year for the Celtics. Now, with this change, do I think the Celtics are going to be the number 1 seed in the East? No. Not anymore. But do I think the play of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can make us forget about this bullshit in a few months? Yes, I do. I really and truly do. And listen, we know I'm a negative Nancy, but I am content with where the Boston Celtics are players-wise. I I really and truly am. I mean, ESPN said, hey, we're going to rank the top 100 players. The Celtics have seven, which is the most in the league. They need to come together as a team. They're going to come together as an organization. And this city needs to support this team more than they ever have before. Because this is not going to be easy for the fans, the players, the players, family and friends, the organizations, the people who work for season ticket holders, the VIP team, finance, marketing, you name it. It's not going to be easy. So this is a very important stretch for the Boston Celtics because if they don't handle this right... This could have some really bad long-term effects. If they don't handle this right, is Jalen Brown going to go, yeah, I'm good, see ya? I didn't, I, I didn't like how you how you guys did this. And you don't want to lose Jalen Brown over, over something like this just because uh, a grown-ass man act, acted immaturely around women. So it's absolutely crazy. So I'm 
I'm confident that Jalen and Jason can grow up and be the leaders that we want them to be, and I think the Celtics are going to be okay. I really do. It's going to be tough, and I know I'm usually a negative Nancy, but I really think the Celtics are going to be okay. Now, moving on from that, obviously a lot has happened in the offseason. Obviously, if you listen to episode 185, I try to catch you up as much as I can. But just some, you know, some injuries to mention. Uh, I always pronounce his. I'm stuttering Stanley. Denalio got Denalio. Yeah, it's Denalio Gallinari. Signed a two-year deal with the Celtics during the offseason. Was playing some hoops overseas and tore his ACL. He's done for the year. Huge piece of the team. And I know a lot of people said bring in Carmelo Anthony because of this. Uh, you you got to do it. And if this is your first time listening listening to this podcast, if this is your second time or your 186th time. Um, I hate Carmelo Anthony. I'd rather jump off the Zakem Bridge than have Carmelo Anthony on this team. He's a fucking loser. Melo, l- listen to this. Carmelo Anthony is 28 and 55 in the playoffs in 13 attempts. 13 attempts, and he's 28 and 55. He has only won three total playoff series throughout his entire NBA career. In five years, Jason Tatum is 41 and 33, and Jason Tatum won three series just last year. I don't want that type of mentality on this basketball team, especially what's going on. Now, with that being said, do we want to rely on Sam Hauser? Mm, no, but beggars can't be choosers. Bitch, this ain't Chipotle. You, you get what I'm saying? I don't want Carmelo Anthony on this team. I can't really rely on Sam Hauser yet. We haven't really seen any. If I mean, if you watch the Summer League, like me, sure, you've seen him. He can shoot the ball. That's great. But what else can he do? Who knows? And then, unfortunately, we're going to be losing uh, the Time Lord, Rob Williams the third, uh, out 8 to 12 weeks. The Celtics said this was to remove loose bodies and address swelling in his left knee. And we all know I'm a team Time Lord guy. I've been it. I was so pumped when they drafted him. And this sucks. This knee, in- this knee issue is something I mentioned uh, last April that I've, I feel like could be a career-long thing. But, hey, here we are. If, if they won the championship this year or – this past season and Rob was hurt, none of you would care. But since they lost it in such a heart gut wrenching way, if you will, I feel like that's why we're all pretty bummed. But the big thing here is, is Al, how do you like, how do the Celtics go about the season without using and abusing Al Horford? Because Al is so important and Al cannot be out for a long period of time. If, if Rob's out, can you rely on number 12 like every Celtics fan wants and hopes except for me and my buddy Carl? Um, there are a lot of question marks about the Ime stuff on the court, and it. I, I, I think it starts with Rob Williams and how, I mean, w- what's going to happen? Can you trust some of their training camp guys? Can you trust Sam Hauser or Luke Cornett? Or is Tatum going to have to play more of the four? Is Jalen going to have to play more of the four? Rebounding is going to be vital for this team if Rob's not going to be there. The defense has to be great around the perimeter because now there's no shot blockers. Now people aren't going to be afraid to tack the rim like they usually are when Rob Williams is on the floor. So that's going to be very interesting as well. And then the training camp roster, I mean, you know, of course, we got Jalen and Jason and Marcus and Al Horford, Peyton Pritchard, number 12, the Time Lord, Sam Hauser, and uh, Derek White, TW9. And then, you know, you have J.D. Davison, the second-round pick from Alabama that we picked up this past year in the draft. And then, of course, Malcolm Brogdon that they got in the trade from the Pacers. Luke Cornett's coming back. 
uh, Broderick Thomas will be on the roster. I don't think he's going to make the team. And then you have uh, Minfondu Cabanelli, uh, Luca Samank, Justin Jackson, Jake Lamont, Noah Vonley, who is actually a New England kid. I think he went to Haverhill High, or he's from Haverhill. And then uh, Denzel Valentin. So the Celtics are allowed to have, what, 14, 15 guys or 13 guys and two guys with two two ways contracts, something like that. I, I don't know off the top of my head. This email stuff is really... Really got me all out of sorts. Um, so, what what are they going to do? Obviously, Luke Cornett's going to make the team because they need another big because of Rob's injury. But that also could mean that Cabangeli is also going to make the team as well. He performed very well in the summer league. You know, he's athletic. He can shoot the three ball a little bit. Not you know, not nothing that you want to see every single game. Uh, but he is athletic. He can jump. Uh, but obviously, he's raw. He's on the summer league roster for a reason. Um, I think J.D. Davison's going to make the team. He's an explosive point guard. Um, can really jump too. He's he's very athletic. Um, but I think he'll be on a on a two way contract going up and down from Maine to the Celtics. And then that final spot, I really feel like, is going to be depending on how bad Rob's injury is. I mean, do they bring in another big with Von Lay, um, who I like? Um, do they bring in Lehman? Um, Jake Lehman, who played for the Minnesota Timberwolves, I mean, he's played over 240 games in the NBA, reasonable three-point shooter, can play the wing as well. He could be that stretch four that's just a little bit bigger than number 12. So that's going to be very interesting. But I don't think Denzel Valentine's going to make it. I mean, he did play very well in Maine. And same goes for Jack, Justin Jackson. It's just, I, I, I just don't know if the team's going to want to do that, but it would obviously be nice to have someone like Denzel Valentine in the locker room. You know, definitely want that veteran presence. Um but, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the final spot's going to be between Lehman, Vonley, and Valentine, uh, to be honest with you. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, we, we, we'll find that out on Sunday. The Celtics' first preseason game is on Sunday at 1 p.m. at TD Garden versus the Charlotte Hornets. Of course, we, we'll see who plays. what. But, you know, the, the big thing is, is like, what type of system is Missoula going to run? Will he run Brad's offense, which is better than Ime's, but... Will he get Ime's defensive scheme, which is better than Brad's? It's going to be wild. It really and truly is. It's going to be very interesting because, you know, one of the things that sucked last season about the Boston Celtics is they were learning a new system. And that's why at one point, you know, what were they, 18 and 21 at one point, and it sucked. And people were like, holy shit, you got to blow this team up. The Jays don't work well together. And then they turned it around because they finally got their shit straight. And they figured out what Ime wanted to do. So is Joe Mazzulla going to bring in a new system? We're going to have to go through that again. I don't know. It's it's going to be very, very interesting. But we're back. Season 5, Banner Banter Podcast. will be out every single Monday morning at 8 a.m. going forward. Uh, I appreciate all the support uh, during the summer and especially all the support for the trailer that I put out. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to my guy Josh and Hurley over at Big Night Media for helping me out with that. But, um yeah, I and again, uh, a shout out to all the females that work over for the Boston Celtics that were wrongfully accused uh, about this Ime Doka stuff. Um, I I tip the cap um, as a fan of the team, as a season ticket holder, on how they're handling it. Could they have handled it a little bit better? Sure, but who knows what's right and what's wrong. Uh, but either way, uh, shout out to you know Brad Stevens and Wick Grosbeck. They're going through a lot right now, and I trust their judgment judgment and i'm glad that brad stevens is in the position that he's in to make sure that 
this can be handled properly going forward. So uh, thanks so much again for listening. You can follow me follow me on the Twitter machine at BannerBanter18 or on Facebook and Instagram at BannerBanterPodcast. And yeah, that's it. We'll talk soon. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.